0: You're listening to Keep Screaming, a horror podcast from two best friends dissecting horror movies one by one. My name is Ryan Larson.
1: And my name is B Bass. Every two weeks, we will bring you a brand new episode where we dissect a slasher film from top to bottom.
0: We will look at the movie as a whole, going over the story, the casting, music choices, go kill by kill, and then rank it on how it succeeds as a slasher film.
1: You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Screaming Cast or by searching Keep Screaming. You can find me at B not B, that's B E E, not B E A, and Ryan at Ryan Larson.
0: You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and Castbox, or online at podpeople.me or keepscreaming.com.
1: This week, we are dissecting 1981's Hospital Massacre, directed by Boaz Davidson. But first, our pop culture check in.
0: For new listeners, our pop culture check in is a chance for you to get to know what we've been watching, reading, and consuming outside of our movie this week, as well as life updates. Uh, life updates. Uh, B and I are both very excited for the Super Bowl. It's her team.
1: Woo, woo! Go Niners!
0: Yeah, not the Chiefs. No. Yeah.
1: San Francisco 49ers, full life.
0: Yeah, and I'm rooting for the Niners because I don't care about the Chiefs, and I'm a Falcons fan, and the Niners head coach was the O.C. for the Falcons, so... Cal Shanahan. Yeah. And also,
1: he loves me, so... That's true. He puts up with the Niners more. Um, yeah, I'm... There's a couple of us, but I feel like... And one of our only friends that is – so where we grew up, San Francisco is basically our hometown team. San Francisco is about two hours away from us. So it's either like Oakland fans, which now no longer Oakland, but it's either be Raiders fans or Niners fans. I somehow married a Cowboy fan, and then, like, all my friends are fans of, like, random teams because of family reasons, right? Yeah, um, oh, yeah, yeah. But we didn't grow up in a town that has a football team. No. Um, so I think that's a little bit more common, too, is people can like other teams. We have a – our good friends of Stacey's are, like, diehard Hawks fans. Um,
0: Fuck the Seahawks forever. Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> I have negative thoughts about the Hawks, you know, as a Niners fan. But super excited. The last time they went to the Super Bowl was in 2012, and they lost to the Ravens. And it was my birthday weekend, and I was real bummed. And I'm just really ready to just get drunk and scream. And, you know, it's going to be our year. Also, it feels really good because the Niners have been the underdogs, like, all year. Nobody, nobody expected them to do anything shit this year
0: yeah everyone was like oh it's gonna be a good rebuilding year yeah. Like they started to look good at the end of last year jimmy g is gonna be back but they came out just
1: yeah there was a lot of predictions that yeah. we'd win like three games and it just nobody expected this and even when we we're undefeated people are like ah they're just getting lucky like and so it feels good as a fan to be like no like look at this proving ourselves ourselves like i'm on the team it's always funny when you're a fan of a sports team and you're like yeah we did it we made it it's like, i got not do fucking shit but turn my tv on on sunday and open a beer but anywho very excited it's gonna be good um any football fans um you know watch if you don't have a team to root for root for the niners just for me yeah. um and also just in all seriousness like regardless of like team loyalty I think it's a really good group of guys, and they've done some things like together um, that make the game something I love so much, and that is to not play for ego or points. And to really just share the field with everybody, which isn't how all sports players are. And especially in football, you usually have like your star receiver and your star running back and all this stuff. And um, the offensive style like isn't set up that way. So a lot of guys like don't get the stats and like the numbers that they would get if they were on other teams Um, and they still like support each other and push each other up and Whenever you see, like, video compilations of just the way that they talk about each other, it just, it's really heartwarming to see that they genuinely just care about each other. And this is, like, the most proud I've been of, like, a team and, like, the camaraderie and the way they act and the way they've uphold themselves, like, on and off the field, not just for their team members, but for everybody else that, like, I've ever been as a football fan. And so... I genuinely just want these guys to walk away and like with a Super Bowl because I think they deserve it. So it's fun, it's really nice to see.
0: Getting all heartfelt about football.
1: I know. I love um, football.
0: <laughs> it was also B's birthday. Yeah. Last week. It was. She turned twenty eight. Mhm. So she still has two years until she's thirty.
1: Yep, that's how math works.
0: That's bullshit. <laughs>
1: It's a little better about it.
0: I'm already in my 30s, and it's two
1: more years before
0: she's even there.
1: Yeah, Ben called and was like, "How's it feel to be old? And I'm like, yeah, finally. Like, 28 feels, like, cemented. Like, yeah, I'm... Yeah, that's your late 20s. That's your late 20s. Like, yeah, I'm... 28, 28. They're over, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. Um, which is fine. It's the only thing that hits me, and, like, I put a lot of pressure... I tweeted about this. I put a lot of pressure on myself on my birthday and about, like, where I should be in my life and blah, 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 and I'm definitely... Not where I feel like I should be, and I try to like just switch that and go like I have, I'm like just in a really weird transition point in my life right now, and I feel like that's okay, right? Doesn't matter that I'm 28 and married and have a kid, it, I think there's so much expectations that I should have it all figured out, and I should have my career, and you know, I should have bought in a house and know exactly what the next 5, 10, 15, 40 years of my life is going to look like and I don't and that's hard for me because I'm a planner I'm not good with change and I just sort of had to like had like a heart to heart with myself I was just like I don't know what the hell is going to happen this year I just know that I'm you know surrounded by awesome friends and family I'm in a very happy marriage I've got like the best kid in the world and that's all I need Like, whatever else happens, like, there's just going to be another adventure for us to go on. And I've never been really good at seeing life that way, and I'm trying. That's, like, my goal for this year is just to try and, like, see the positive in situations and see, like, the positive in the fact that I have a lot sort of up in the air and not cemented in stone because that's exciting. And it's not always going to be like that, so sort of my birthday perspective this year. Hey,
0: I'm three years older than you and I have none of those things, <laughs> so.
1: <laughs> but I almost feel like that's that's better, right? I, I think for me, a lot of the pressure I've always felt is like, oh, I'm married, so I'm, su- I'm supposed, yeah. what's next? Or right. I'm supposed to be doing these things. Or like, now that I have a child, my life is, you know, this is what parents do. This is what responsible mothers do. Like, you know, I should know, right? But I don't. I think if I was single or even just, like, dating or didn't have a kid, I'd feel less pressure. But I think we put so much pressure on young parents to be like, all right, you decided to have a kid. Now you need to, like... Crack down. Your whole life has to be figured out. You need to buy a house. You need to have a career that you're going to stay at. You need to, you know, put money into your 401k and your retirement and blah, blah, blah. And don't expect to go out. Don't travel. Like, you're locked down for 20 years. And it's like, no, that's that's probably never going to be my reality. And that's okay. And fuck. Like, just live life Mm -hmm. and, like, appreciate what you do have. And, you know, I have a lot.
0: Yeah, I think that's a great perspective to have.
1: Well, there's your, like, little overtalk talk for the day.
0: Um, no, I love it. I think that's great. That's what birthdays are for. I think when you can take that pressure, a lot of people look at a birthday as, like, oh, another year, like, what have I done? But when you can take a when you can look at a birthday and go, like, okay, like, kind of just give yourself that perspective of, like, where am I at in my life? And, like, like, really look at the things that I do have and, like, how much I have done. Because, yeah, I think we are too hard on ourselves all the time.
1: And, well, like... Yeah, it's insane. Like, I I think really I just tried to make this shift. On my 25th birthday, I, like, you know, went out, got drunk, like, had fun, and then the whole next day I sobbed. Like, I literally sobbed because, I mean, I was in my final semester of college, but I was still in – I was 25. I was still in college. I wasn't married. Like, I had all these plans for myself when I was younger. By the time I'm 25, this is what I'm going to have accomplished. And I'm like – such a loser I haven't even graduated college and like I'm not even married and I wanted to like have kids by the time I was 25 and I'm you know nowhere close for that happening and and just all these timeline pressures that didn't really mean anything because at the end of the day like yeah I did graduate college and I did get married and I did have a kid and it took me god two extra years only Mm -hmm. and they all were wonderful and came in their own time and never do I look back and wish oh should have got married sooner or should have got pregnant sooner like I don't think that at all and so just trying to remember that like what I've like dwelled on in the past is just so silly with perspective I think that gets easier when you're older so just trying to have more perspective about things
0: no definitely it definitely does I agree with that um movies that we watched. Uh I did see Zombieland 2. Um it's up to rent. It's. It I mean it's god a lot of years later from when the first Zombieland came out. I yeah. think 10. I think right we'll around double there. Double Same director, same cast. Um the first like third of the movie I wasn't really into it and then it really figures out what it wants to be. Yeah, the first one's 09, so ten years. Um and it just like really figures out what it wants to be and um still has a lot of stuff for fans of the first one, but they introduce new characters with um Rosario Dawson's in it and um Luke Wilson and um her name is Zoe Deutsch. Yeah. Um Zoe Deutsch and um what's that guy's name from Mm -hmm. Silicon Valley Middle Ditch Thomas Middle Ditch they're all in it and they're all great and it's like uh, about halfway through I realized (laughs) I was having like a super good time with the movie and it has like this really silly but super fun Elvis motif kind of like how in the first one like Um, Woody Harrelson's character is obsessed with Twinkies, and this one, it's, like, shifted over to Elvis now, and that plays throughout the entire movie, um, but it was a lot of fun. I mean, it's nothing, like, groundbreaking or amazing, but it's just, like, a really fun, like, funny movie that's super tonally similar to the first one, so if you like the first one, like, I think it does just enough differently. The introduction of, like, those new characters is, like, uh, is refreshing, because, yes, you love the old characters, but even ten years later, you go, yeah, I know, like, I've, I've been here before. Um, so the introduction of them was nice so it's where work- I think it is actually like one of those sequels that does a good job and it does a good job of like recognizing that it's been 10 years and like kind of addressing that and there's some really funny stuff in there too at one point they're like they're driving in the road down the road and they're talking about if life had continued as normal without um the zombies and one of the characters is like pitching the idea of lift and they're like no what that sounds insane you just get into a car with like a a stranger, like, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, well, the taxi system is already flawed. But, like, they have some fun with it. So um, I really like that. And then I also, um, very off-brand for me, I don't usually watch a lot of zombie movies, but I finally caught up with One Cut of the Dead, um, which was, like, on everyone's top of the list last year um, for the horror movies. And it is on Shudder. I believe it's a Korean horror movie. Um, Let's see. I'm going to make sure... Um, yeah. Oh, no, it's Japanese. Um, and it came out last year, directed by Shinichiro Ueda. And it's a very, like, clever take on zombie movies. Like, it starts out, in, um, it starts out as, like, a low budget zombie movie. And then you find out that, um, it's things aren't quite what they seem. Like, you come out from behind the camera a little bit. I mean, it's all shot in almost like there's one scene there's one big part of it that's shot in one cut which is really cool but then it's mostly it's really not a zombie movie it's more of a horror comedy and a meta commentary on filmmaking um but it's just really well done and really fun and super like uh you can just tell everyone who's working on it had a really good time and um it's very funny uh super super um definitely worth checking out but i will like give you the preface because i didn't know like going in from what i heard like it is not it it is not a horror movie they're not real zombies in this movie like at all um and so i kept waiting for that to happen and it didn't so i was like really confused because of the like commentary i'd heard about it so just like know that it's more commentary on like making movies um yeah i don't know it's interesting but uh super worth checking out um and those were the two real big ones i want to get around to see the turning even though it has bad reviews i'm trying to support horror and theaters as much as i can and i have to see it this week before hansel and gretel comes out or gretel and hansel however they decided to go with it
1: i think um, we talked about that last week and i already forgot yeah that that existed yeah again. we gotta see
0: it Oz perkins Oz perkins and theaters yeah um so we gotta see that um, and then um we don't talk too much about this ever since B doesn't have time for audiobooks anymore, but I am reading a book right now called The Lost Causes of Bleak Creek, which is from Rhett and Link. I don't know their last name, sorry guys. But um they're the hosts of Good, good Mythical, Mythical Morning. Morning. Yeah. Which is one of the only YouTube shows I've ever been able to actually like tolerate. I'm not It's big super good. On if stuff. you're not a YouTuber,
1: yeah. but like
0: it's super easy to just put on occasionally yeah. and really enjoy because they're very charming
1: yeah they're great and they just do like silly things Mm -hmm. it's just really silly and lighthearted, and they they're very genuine yeah they're super genuine guys and yeah we love them they're definitely worth supporting
0: yeah and their book is actually really cool it's like a YA mystery thriller about this like town this like small town and there's like this weird reform school and there's this whole like kind of evil plot behind it and um like a filmmaker who used to grow like or who used to spend summers in the town has come back to do something, and she's like kind of uncovered it along with these two kids. Um, so it's very like kind of like Goonies esque, which is is Goonies like it's almost like Goonies meets Twin Peaks, um, which is really cool. So I'm uh, about halfway through that, and I've really enjoyed it so far. So that yeah, I'm
1: seriously like since I had Liam, basically haven't read, and I really need to get my life together. And get back on it, because I love reading, but...
0: (sighs) Get your life together. Stop having a podcast and working a job and having a child and being a wife.
1: Dude, I know. It's hard. So I work nights now, too. So by the time I get home, my only saving grace will be if Ben is asleep when I get home, then I can read. But he sleeps with the TV on, so then I can't read. It's just a whole thing. I basically can only read in the bathtub, but I can't tell you the last time I took a bath, because, you know, parenthood. Mm Mm-hmm. And, like, that's the thing. Like, I have a lot of free time. I'm, no, That's not true. I have a lot of time when my son is sleeping. Mm-hmm. He's Babies sleep a lot. Don't let people fool you. They sleep a shit ton. He does.
0: I watched him. And I, like, I'm quoting, watched him. Because he, it was, I was there a little over two hours. I had to actually, like, get him out of bed and do things with him for about 10 minutes yeah. because he was asleep. I watched two movies.
1: Yeah, no, he sleeps a ton. Babies, and he sleeps less than he did. When he was a newborn, they sleep like 19 hours a day. Like they're not ever awake. Um, But anywho, but the last thing I want to do is like, I just want to relax. Or I spend all of that time ge- during the day getting shit done. Then I go to work. Then I get home from work and I'm like, oh, I just want to like relax and sleep. Pretty much. Anywho, sad time. I need to read. I'll figure it out. Um, and I don't drive anywhere anymore. So it's a whole thing. Motherhood changes you. But I have been watching some movies. Um, per typical fashion, I watch movies that. I think, look right up my alley and I'm like, yeah, I know that looks really good. I'm going to watch that. I'm going to love it. Everybody talks about loving it. And then a year and a half later, I finally watch it. And I'm here to tell you they were right. It's really good. So I finally watched, um, 2018's Bad Times at the El Royale. Um, this movie was made for me in every aspect. It's like perfectly my aesthetic. The cast is like handpicked of people that I choose to watch in movies I want to go there. Lake Tahoe is Tahoe's super close. Yeah. I need to go that's there. There's a real
0: hotel there too. We should Not go. in
1: Tahoe. It's... It was filmed in like Canada.
0: No, but that hotel's real. Is it? Yeah.
1: That it's based off of? Yes. Yeah. I need to go there. Road trip. Um, I absolutely adored it. It could have been like 10 hours long and I would have kept watching it. Um, I thought it was really good. Um, Drew Goddard, who directed Cabin in the Woods, um, which I also fucking love. That's one of my favorite movies. Uh, I get it. I get the criticism about it. Um, it was a huge flop and that makes me sad. Uh, it does have pacing issues, but I'm so obsessed with, like, the, the film itself and its aesthetic that it never bugs me when it, like, kind of slows down because i'm just soaking everything in so much um and i definitely recognize that that's just a personal thing for me so that's why i always preface it and say like they made this movie for me like it could have had no plot and i probably still would have fucking loved it um it was great and i always love it's rare to see hemsworth with an american accent and anytime he does i just instantly think of him in star trek Mm-hmm um, I just think of that character because that's one of the only films that he has. And if you don't know, he's in that movie for like two minutes in the very beginning.
0: Before he was Thor, that was how you described... I remember when people were like, who is Thor? I'm like, he played Captain Kirk's dad in yeah. Star Trek.
1: James Tiberius. Yeah. Yeah, Kirk. Um, I also watched that this week, but we know how to talk about that because, you know, I watch Star Trek all the she time. watches
0: it every other week.
1: <laughs> um, so I watched that, and then I watched A Star is Born um you know oscar buzzy movie i don't think I ended up winning anything but i was like nominated for like a bajillion things
0: original song i can't imagine the shallows didn't fucking win
1: um but it was really good i mean i super liked it i thought that i mean it's a hardcore musical it spends it doesn't spend a lot of time developing the characters it does and it doesn't a lot of it is told through the songs. Um, so it's definitely a musical. I wouldn't describe it as a film that has, like, songs in it. Um, I would describe it as a legit musical. Um, it's a great story. Um, as somebody who has a lot of addiction in their life and a lot of family members, like, get hit pretty pretty hard to home, and I've watched a lot of people destroy their lives like that. Um, and, you know, can definitely relate to Lady Gaga's character of Ally of you know, just loving them anyways, it's, yeah, it was beautiful, it was really well done, and really I know, sad. really sad, for sure, like, it's definitely not a feel-good movie, no. it's a drama, and it ends, and you're like, well, fuck, like, that was sad, because yeah, it, it is sad. Yeah, Best Original Song. Oh, yeah, yeah for a shallow, which one, is an amazing song. One, yeah. Um. No, it was very good, and I'm not, like, Lady Gaga. I'm a big pop fan, but she's not my particular kind of pop, Um, but I definitely really liked her and, like, didn't realize how great her voice was until this film, so I thought it was a really good showcase of her talents because I think she's incredibly talented. And Bradley Cooper is fucking amazing. Directing this, starring in it, teaching himself how to sing.
0: And play guitar. And
1: play guitar, Also, Sam Elliott
0: was so good.
1: in it. Yeah, he was so good in it. It Love Sam Elliott in the serious film. Yeah, it's so random. Dave Chappelle popped up, and I was like, "What the fuck? This is so weird." Um, and it's nice to see Cooper in like a serious role. I mean, he's in the, you know, Silver Linings Playbook. That's still like a. But that's a comedy. comedy. Yeah. This is a full-blown straight drama. There's no comedy to this film whatsoever. Um, And to see a guy who got famous off of the fucking Hangover movies, which are a waste of his talent, the Hangover
0: and him being attractive. Yeah.
1: yeah, Um, it's really nice. He was in the show called um,
0: No Reservations. No, um,
1: something Reservations. No, Kitchen Confidential. Yeah, that's it. Super yeah. good. That's when I fell in love with him. One season got canceled. It's a bummer. Ah, uh, nobody watched it but me. I don't know. I love he Bradley produced Cooper.
0: Produced Joker. I had no idea.
1: The more you know. <laughs> um, I watched Pokemon Detective Pikachu, and so here's things that I didn't wasn't too far behind on. So Detective Pikachu came out. It's a kids' movie, but it was super cute. Um it's if you're like a Pokemon, you know, Pokemon 2000 I saw that in theaters as a kid. I played Pokemon, so it definitely had a ton of nostalgia. It's nice to see a toned back Ryan Reynolds. It's nice to see his style of humor, but not be Deadpool. Don't get me wrong, I love Deadpool, but um, him as Pikachu was pretty great. Really liked it, and it has a very silly kids' movie plot, so take that for what you will. And then I did get around to watching a horror movie um, because it was my birthday. That's always what we do is I get to pick a movie that, with like no questions asked, and I still was being nice and chose ready or not because adam brody was in it and my husband loves him because rightfully so um and so i was like well i'm gonna we're gonna watch this and adam brody's in it and so he was like oh, okay um and we both we both loved it oh, i mean so it was excellent it's i mean definitely i mean i think it's it's a slasher for sure um it in the same vein that like your nexus Yeah, and, like, sort of Happy Death Day and stuff where it plays with slasher tropes but, like, gets rid of a lot of them. Um, It would – I definitely think it would be something interesting to talk about. Um, It's just not what I was expecting. Sure, they, like, you know, quote-unquote, give stuff away in the trailer where you know where the film's going to go. But um, it takes some sort of turns I was expecting – or wasn't expecting – while still just being like a straightforward film, which I really liked, it mm-hmm. didn't get like too convoluted with some crazy plot or like anything where you're just like, "Well, fuck, what's happening here?" Like it knew what it was gonna do, and it did it, and it did it really well. Yeah, and Tomorrow Weaving. Is yeah, Tomorrow so Weaving is an amazing good. final girl. She's oh my so God, good. She's so good in it. Adam that Brody's like,
0: crazy scream. She has. Oh my, I can't even, yeah.
1: like, it's insane. It's really, really good. It was better than, I was expecting to like it, and I loved it. Um, she was great. Adam Brody was great. Always he love him so much. he played the character that, like, I was like, I really hope this is where his character is going to go, and it did, and I was super happy about that. And Andy McDowell, I feel like I haven't mm-hmm. seen her in yeah. anything in so long, and she's so good. I've always loved her. Um, yeah, I thought it was awesome. I thought it was super good. So if this is one... I think anybody who, like, watches our show would, like, be into it, watches, listens to our show would be into it. Because, um, like I said, I think it's not like it's, oh, this is a slasher film, but it has a lot of things that we look for in slasher films in it.
0: Yeah, and it, I think it'd be, actually, it's a really fun dynamic if you were to see it with Knives Out double feature.
1: Yeah, and that's yeah the looking. guys who directed it did a movie i didn't particularly care for called devil's do in like 2014 yeah
0: but like it was that wasn't like really their movie I know was they it just, not no I mean they just got kind of slammed onto it like, oh
1: I don't know the story of that was yeah, but before. they had
0: segments in VHS 2 and southbound which were yeah. both like critically acclaimed the movies themselves but also their segments and so this is kind of the first movie they've done that was like really theirs like and it was, other one was successful like too yeah yeah yeah. it's like
1: I mean of his like six million budget fox put it out but definitely did like the good formula and i think it made like 50 or 60 million
0: yeah it made 57 off six so, yeah uh definitely did well
1: yeah um and it yeah and it's it's comedic oh big time. um so it's yeah. like a comedy horror um that's just a ton of fun and like I said like and those are the movies ben likes um with horror movies that, so um for somebody who's not like a big horror fan it's nice because you can definitely watch it with them
0: yeah no this is definitely something that will appeal to like casual goers yeah um it was a big time like one of my favorites from last year like really i even went in just like b i went in expecting like going like i know i'm going to like this Because I like both, like, I like Samara Weaving and I love Adam Brody. So I was like, I know no matter what, I'm going to like this on some level. Just because you
1: can see them in a movie. Yeah, Yeah. but
0: then I came away going like, holy shit, that was fantastic. And Samara Weaving, I'm just super stoked on her career trajectory. Yeah,
1: she was in, she's like the girl in The Babysitter, right? Yeah, she is The Babysitter, yeah. I feel like now that movie has gotten, like, late backlash like people were like not into it
0: i I love it
1: i loved that movie it was like on my top list for the year i absolutely loved that movie yeah she was in
0: that and she was and they're
1: making another one right yes yeah
0: and she was in a movie called mayhem um by joe lynch which was also super good um and then she's going to um she's in guns of camo coming out with dana radcliffe um so yeah she's got she's got a lot going on which is awesome the movie we're talking about today is not ready or not it is 1981's Hospital Massacre or um as X-ray. I like to, No, I like oh. to call it Bitch Hospital. Yeah. Because everyone in this movie is a real fucking asshole. Yeah, but
1: I was really mad that that wasn't one of the many alternative <laughs> titles. Yeah,
0: cuz the alternative titles are as B said, X-Ray and Ward 13 and Be My Valentine. Or else.
1: gotta love when they decide to use a tagline as the name of a movie. Like, good on them for changing it. Like, what the fuck?
0: None of these titles are great.
1: X-Ray is probably the most
0: appropriate.
1: So the problem with movies named X-Ray or like anything generic like that is it didn't matter in 81, but in a current age, I would never name my movie something generic. Because if you Google search it or tweet about it, you can't ever track. Yep anything yeah because people aren't talking about the movie um so from a marketing standpoint like that's just a dumb choice to name your movie honey like that might have worked for jessica alba in 2005 but it's not going to work now if you want to gain any kind of traction on social media so anywho um divorcee susan jeremy
0: susan jeremy yeah. That's her name. Whoever Susan wrote this movie Jeremy. Decided her name was Susan Jeremy. What a name.
1: And they like you to know that it's Susan oh, yeah, Jeremy. They,
0: they say it and it's written everywhere.
1: Um, she goes to a local Los Angeles County Hospital for a routine exam. That's not true. She goes to pick up test results mm-hmm. she's not even going for an exam she's no. going to pick up, up test results
0: life,
1: and but. finds herself stranded there while a maniac dressed in a doctor's surgical mask and clothing goes around killing all the staff are associated with her who wrote this could it possibly be the psycho herald who killed a friend of susan's on valentine's day 19 years earlier perhaps Perhaps it was. Oh,
0: just her friend, it wasn't even her brother. Just her friend.
1: Just assumed it was her brother. Yeah. Um. So, the 81 release date from Mexico. In the U.S., it didn't come out until 82, so call it what you will. 81, 82. West Germany, 83.
0: What's weird is it is distinctly a Valentine's Day movie not released on Valentine's Day anywhere. Nope. It was October in Mexico, April in the U.S.A., and then, I mean, in Germany for West Germany. In so, West maybe Germany. West Germany, but
1: who knows yeah which just seems weird i mean valentine's day does not it kind of plays a role more so than like new year's eve does for terror train but
0: yeah 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 yeah. it
1: plays a small role yeah um who the f knows on the budget and box office is too early it's too early and too too small to know Um, Same with the reception. We don't have any kind of, like, big critics reviewing this. This is truly this key boom of holiday slashers. This is one of the freaking dozens that all came out in 80, 81, 82. Um, Jeremy Wheeler of all movies said that the film had zero plot, but was still a bloody fun time. I would switch those. It had a plot. It was bloody.
0: It was bloody. I don't know if it was fun. Um, Jiffy Pop Culture, a.k.a. our producer, Brendan Klein, also uh, co-host of the Queer Wolf Podcast, which you should all be listening to, Attack the Queer Wolf. I need to promote that because Brendan doesn't ever do it for himself. No. He's Um, like
1: the most humble person I've ever met in my life. I know. Uh,
0: Said that Hospital Massacre makes very few attempts to even resemble a motion picture, but it's kind of captivatingly zany. He gave it a 5 of 10. And his letterbox score is a two and a half. So he's about halfway on both. I give it a two on letterbox, (laughs) Just below Brennan.
1: Yeah. That's probably where it's going to land for me on Letterboxd. Isn't this
0: the one, isn't there another poster where it's like the hospital and the lights all make like a skull on the side?
1: Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. I think that's a different movie. Oh. Another one that Brennan told us we need to watch. that's the one with William Shatner, I think. yeah. That's a different one. Yeah. I have okay. that in my After Hours? List. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I think is so. Yeah.
0: Shatner?
1: Type it. No, no, no. Go back. After Hours 85.
0: Is this it? Nope. No. After Hours is that comedy one. Shit. I don't know. We'll figure it out. I think After Hours might be Martin Scorsese. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh-oh. Uh-oh. Rut row. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to look it up. It's a B-pops. zany
1: poster. Okay. What was I saying?
0: It is a Martin Scorsese movie, by
1: the way. Okay, Bernie, yeah, out of 10. I think probably going to land 2 out of 10. The poster is, um, you have nothing to fear until they operate. And visiting then hours. Visiting sorry. hours, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. another hospital.
1: That has... Um, Shatner. Is it William Shatner? Yeah. Oh, okay. Fine. Um, X-Ray, and then, fuck, what's it say? I can't read. Oh, the movie that will scare the life out of you. And so we have, I mean, it is our final girl, which I appreciate. And she's like laying on the hospital bed with like a sheet covering her, but you can still see her giant boobies. Um, (laughs) Which is accurate to the movie. No, it is. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, for once, like this actually, you know, kind of looks like her. And like, yeah, that's what her boobs look like. They're really big. Um, they're nice. She's laying back like her hands are back and she's got like people holding her down and this is all true too. Like this these scenes all kind of happen in the movie.
0: Um You appreciate too it shows the killer wearing his condom gloves.
1: Yeah. Ooh. So, I was telling Ryan, maybe somebody else knows. It's not this movie doesn't have body horror, but it's like creepy stuff horror, which sounds dumb, but like slowly putting on these l- latex gloves and like you can hear the sound and then he's walking down and it's like amplified squishing noises of his shoes and really s- like
0: all the x-rays slow look super weird, movements
1: and all the x-rays look weird and it's all like the entire exam they all feel like really meant to just give you the heebie-jeebies and creep you out and they do And it feels very deliberate, like, yes, we're slowly putting, like, this, these gloves on because it's supposed to, like, freak you out, and it does. Um, And that's kind of what it felt like was the focus of this film, Um, was, like, trying to just constantly use things in the hospital to, like, induce dread. But I don't know how. I think maybe with a better score, it would have done a better job of that. Um, also, with better pacing. Because their pacing. idea of inducing yeah.
0: dread was literally take four minutes to do something that should take 20 seconds.
1: Yeah. Um, and then X ray is in red with like the Y, um, the tail of the Y comes down and then connects to the X, which makes it look like a very 80s, it makes it look like a, a VHS logo a logo for blank tapes of vhs or something i don't know um and then the type typography on the bottom is a fucking mess like barbie benton the our star and our final girl who it was in a shit ton of tv um and i think she was in playboy um so she was like a catch for sure is really big and then a bunch of the type is set up really poorly the illustration is nice um the way the type is handled hurts me So yeah, yeah. taglines, like I said, you have nothing to fear until they operate, Um, which at first I was like, that's a shitty tagline until the movie kept going. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, that makes sense because the whole time they're kind of keeping there and there's really nothing wrong with her. Um, So that's kind of scary. Uh, The movie that will scare the life out of you. So generic, boo. So generic. And then there's one on like a different poster. And at the top it says, there's no recovery room at dot, dot, dot. And it's hospital massacre. And it's like, oh, that's, that's terrible. Really bad too. Um, no sequels. Doesn't really set up for any.
0: I guess it could have. We don't see what happens to our killer. He literally he, runs into the night on fire.
1: Yeah, <laughs> like... he like goes to chase her, and she just sort of steps out of the way, and he falls well, to.
0: Well, he no, he doesn't. He run out of the hospital. No. After she lights him on fire, he, she like runs. They're out on of the, the hospital. roof. Oh, he is? Yeah. I, remember, I guess I wasn't saying that They're
1: on the roof, and he runs after her, and he keeps running, and she steps out of the way, and he, like, falls, quote-unquote, off the roof while on fire.
0: While on fire. Uh, director is Boaz Davidson. Um, he's an Israeli director and producer. This was his second English-language film. He didn't have a, a very successful career as a director, but as a producer, he has been massively successful. Yeah. Um, he basically has tapped into action movies, and he yeah. definitely has a working relationship with so um, Sylvester Stallone, because he's done all of the new Rambos and Expendables movies, he also did Leatherface, The Hitman's Bodyguard, London, and Olympus Have Fallen.
1: Just a ton of stuff. Just
0: so, Like, he's literally got 100 and something credits. So he is very, very, very successful as a producer. Um, he also has a small cameo in this movie um, as a really creepy nurse or orderly who is waiting to use the phone behind our main character.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, the writer, um, Mark Bem, uh, just like weird history before this movie he did charade um, from 1963 he wrote that which is stars carrie grant and audrey hepburn he wrote the beatles um movie help from 1965 and then after this movie he did eye of the beholder with ewan mcgregor and ashley judd um that so thriller. It the yeah it's a really weird group of films
0: also like who the fuck watched like any of those movies like looking at those who who watched any of them and was like like who watched help and was like yo you want to write hospital massacre and then watch hospital massacre like you want to you want to write eye of the boulder like none of these movies are like the other at all it's so bizarre
1: yeah
0: uh our score is done by arlen Ober, who has mostly done a lot of stuff in musical departments on films 40 credits he's done a lot of horror child's play deep Star Six. Um, he did the score for 41C and In the Shadow of Kilimanjaro. Um, I was shocked that this wasn't a... that he didn't do a bunch of TV because the soundtrack or the score for this movie is straight out of, like, daytime television from the 70s. It straight up sounds like a, like a melodrama soap opera from the 70s. Um, just a lot of those, like, really those like very like dreamy like kind of noises anytime they're in public and then like anytime there's danger it's almost like it's not as dramatic as like dun 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 but kind of like very much like that where it'll be all dreamy and then it focuses on someone and it's like When-a-well! like it's just so cheeseball and then weirdly it, it, too like, shifts halfway to this, through like, the movie choir,
1: yeah, chanting it becomes
0: very like culty choral, yeah. like where suddenly every time the killer shows up it's just like
1: oh I'm like what the
0: fuck happened I don't
1: I don't know it is weird It's a huge cast um, It's just like a s- Massive cast oh, we'll yeah. like c- Quickly just say their names um, Barbie Bentley mentioned Is our star Susan Jeremy um, She's our final girl she was in the Fantasy Island TV show in the Love Boat The last thing she did was in 1987 um, And that was the Love Boat TV show So she quit acting um, 30 years ago um charles lucia as harold rusk who is still working um here and there he did tinkirl a hand that rocks the cradle society and then he was on days of our lives from 85 to 93 um so he's definitely like had a stable career and then um i thought it was worth noting that jack uh aka like the boyfriend lover uh played by john van ness who was jerry in tourist trap
0: uh then we have yeah, just like B said a ton of characters. John Warner Williams is Dr. Saxon, Den Searles is Dr. Beam, Gloria Jean Morrison is Nurse Dora Anders, Karen Smith is Nurse Kitty, Michael Frost is Ned, Jimmy Stathis is Tom, Lanny Duncan as Hal, Marian Bieler is Mrs. Edelman. Ellie Woold as Mrs. Fedro. Weird, weird, strange casting choice here. Jonathan Moore is Mrs. Perry. So there are three old women that our main character shares a room with for like the second half of the movie. And for some I don't know if like maybe they literally were just like, oh shit, we don't have anyone or if this person was a friend of the director or what, but they decided to cast a man as one of the old women. And I could tell because it looked like a man but also when he spoke it was very much like an old it was like a man trying to do an old woman voice because he was just like oh what are you doing here and i was like that's not a fucking woman like and i i just knew it um gay austin as dr jacobs bill ergo as the janitor beverly hart as susie and Charles lindren as nancy johnson judith baldwin as the desk nurse tammy simpson as ava jeremy elizabeth hoy as young susan michael romano as david billy jane as young harold and then don Greeno as the doctor like these had a huge cast they like all these people keep showing up yeah um they're very insignificant they're both mostly body fodder um but like the reason we did name them all is because they all do show up multiple times throughout the movie um yeah
1: um, it's a holiday slasher. I mean, it's based around... Uh, technically, the plot is moved forward because it's Valentine's Day. Yeah. Um, I guess. Uh, but yeah, it's like loosely everything is decorated for Valentine's Day. Our killer is upset in the very beginning of the film because he gives a valentine to Susan and right. she laughs at it. It starts in at 1961. It. It's, yeah.
0: So he gives it to Susan and her friend who are playing with a toy train in her house. She like laughs on it and throws it on the ground. And then... No. This is flash forward to 1980 because it's 19 years later.
1: Yeah. Um, and so that kind of. And oh, it is Valentine's mm-hmm. Day again
0: yeah. when she goes to the hospital. Like they have Valentine's decorations up, and he does do a couple Valentine's Day themed things with her. Yeah. Like the kills aren't Valentine's Day themed, but like the kills are mostly hospital themed. Yeah, but
1: then he presents like like a head to her like in a box like it was a valentine's day present and
0: and then he swaps it for a cake that says be mine yeah yeah and yeah so there is some very minimal valentine's day stuff
1: yeah so our killer is harold rusk and he is um i mean i don't know if he's a doctor they we don't really make that clear he might be
0: i don't know because he never never really interacts with any of the other doctors so he might be faking it Because the whole, and if, so here's the thing. He's either. One, he's either stalked her for this long and come up with this very elaborate plan. Yeah. Or two, he put himself through medical school Uh to one day eventually be her doctor or at least exist in the hospital of where she would go. Yeah. So either way, this guy is playing the long game.
1: For sure. Like,
0: there's a lot of parts of this thing that feel soap opera-y to me, and it probably helps that we have some soap opera stars in it. Yeah. Um, And then, like I said, the score. But also, like... The general plot feels very like, like I mean, that would be something that happened in one of those old soap operas. It's like, why are you doing this? It's like, don't you remember me? I was the boy from when you were a child. I killed your friend, and now I'm back to kill you too.
1: Pretty much.
0: Yeah, um,
1: it's so for whatever reason he has found himself as a doctor in this hospital. And he's um, just obsessed with it. He's super obsessed with her. And he wears like a full on doctor outfit, but like also a surgical um, mask and like to go over his head as well. So, I mean, he's masked. Um, And he has like the town that dreaded sundown breathing shit going on where he's just
0: like, (sighs) he walks super slow.
1: (sighs) He walks super slow with his squishy shoes. And he's pretty fucking creepy. He's very, he's fast. Well, that's the thing, he's hella slow but also very, like, He's very savage
0: and visceral with his Yeah,
1: and so, like, after he, like, killed somebody and had them in, like, the wheelchair, he was just going, and then he just threw them. And after one of the kills, he, like, freaked out and was, like, hitting shit, and then he, like, calmed down and just started walking in. So he has these, like, bursts of energy and... Aggression. Aggression. Mm -hmm. Um, Which I found, like, I genuinely found him, like pretty creepy. Yeah,
0: he also does a lot of whispering. Yeah. Um, and I do have to point out my favorite line. There is a point in the movie where he's, like, luring the boyfriend into a room and he's asking him all these questions, and at one point he says, can you touch her where you like in all her secret places? Yeah. <laughs> um, Which, yeah.
1: now, that's your homework assignment, is to describe any of your body parts um as your secret places
0: Mm, (laughs) i have to go to the bathroom and use my secret place (laughs) (laughs) oh my god please say that to somebody with like
1: with like no context to what the fuck you're talking about yeah um, but yeah, and there's also a scene where he's, like, chasing the nurse, and he's got this, like, sheet over him, and he's, like, like, it's creepy. I no, do it is think creepy. He's, like,
0: going down the hall, a and good he's got it, and, like, killer. it's just a silhouette. Yeah. 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 Like, he's, he's definitely effective. The problem is it's just, like, it's, it will be, like, like he said, even the scenes of, like, it'll be a burst where he suddenly kills, like, three people, but then we get a 30-minute drag of, like, these doctors just slowly... Being really creepy and awful with our main character because because this movie is like definitely got like the male gaze all over it like in a bad way where they're just they very much are sexualizing this woman and like i get kind of what the director was going for was like trying to make it so all these men were like red herrings first Uh of all um and also just kind of implying that everyone's creepy but like They're just, like, really weird about her body and, like, unnecessary. The the nudity is definitely highly unnecessary um, and really uncomfortable.
1: so uncomfortable.
0: Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. He uses medical equipment pretty much throughout the movie. Uh, He does use, like, various, I mean, he uses a step to strangle someone. He uses a bone saw. He uses a couple different, like, you know, just, like, general, like, knives and things like that. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's mostly things you would find in the
1: hospital. A stethoscope. Did you say that? Yeah, strangle somebody with stethoscope.
0: Yeah, so the movie has, um, a decent kill count, actually. Ten, I think. Yeah, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine. Mm-hmm. Counting him, who falls off the roof. Um, like we said, it starts in 61. It's her and her friend playing with, like, this toy train, and he leaves a valentine. He, like, watches them through the window, open it, and laugh about it, and then she goes to... Um, get them cake, and she uses the largest (laughs) knife I've ever seen. Yeah, it's like a machete to cut the cake. We thought something was going to happen with the knife.
1: Yeah, I thought it was
0: going to be like an accidental death or something, you know? Um, No, for some reason it's just like they have... This whole whole movie is full of red herrings. Mm -hmm. Like, they 100% want you to think all these things are going to happen that never happen. Um, And she's just like... (laughs) David, what are you doing? And somehow this child has lifted this other child up onto a coat rack and, and, um, you know, literally, uh, just like hung him. He hung him, but like the coat rack is like, yeah, it's hooked him through his like lower jaw. Um, All a
1: leather face.
0: Yeah, it's pretty brutal. Um, and then we flash forward 19 years and we, you know, we meet back up with our main character, um, Susan, Jeremy, and we find out her ex-husband is an asshole and she has to leave her, um, daughter with him while she goes to the hospital and she goes over to the hospital with her new boyfriend, um, Jack, um, and she's like, dude, poor Jack. She's like, um, I just got to pick up my test results. I'll be in there for a couple minutes. She's in there for fucking hours. Like, he falls asleep and it's nightfall by the time he realizes that she hasn't got back to the car. hmm Um, but as soon as she gets in the hospital, like I said, everyone in this hospital is a real fucking asshole. They're all commercially, like, they're either super weird and creepy or all of the women just hate her for no fucking reason. Like, every woman in the hospital, every nurse every other, like, woman patient, like, female patient, is so mean and rude to her for mm-hmm. no reason at all. There's a woman who never even meets her, um, one of the nurses, Uh, yeah, Nurse Susie, and she, but when she says her name, she's like, oh, I have to finish up this report for Susan Jeremy, and I was like, <laughs> B was like, "Why is she mad at her?" She yeah. and I was like, "I don't know. Everyone fucking hates her." And she's like, B was literally like, "Why did she say it like that?" I was like, "I don't know. Everyone hates her for some reason." It's
1: so confusing. I'm like, "What did Susan Jeremy ever do to you, lady?"
0: Um. So we. This is like we get a string of kills pretty quick. We meet like her doctor that is supposed to have results. Um. That he kills. He stabs her in like um. It's like a. Storage room. Um yeah. and that's his well, B and I were both like whoa because the amount of blood was intense yeah
1: it was a ton of blood it's
0: just squirting all over him um and then like this is where we kind of find out his plot because he switches out her medical records once we see this um the janitor comes in and discovers this body he was like being a creepy janitor red herring because. Our killer shows up and drowns him in an acid bath where his face gets all, like, dissolved. And then
1: they show it. And they showed it,
0: yeah. And this is also when he has this, like, outburst and just starts banging the wall. Um, The whole time, Susan's just walking around the hospital confused, trying to figure out what the fuck she's supposed to be doing. And everyone's just being a complete dick to her.
1: And then this is, like... That film has a plot, and like I do get it, where he's like switching out her medical stuff, and then the doctors start to think like she's crazy. They start
0: to think she's crazy, and they also think she's like really sick, like yeah. something's really, really like, wrong with her.
1: She's gonna die,
0: but they never say what it is. Yeah, and like he also switches her X rays out with like Apparently, some creature from Lovecraft mythology because it's yeah. just got a bunch of like fucking tentacles yeah. and shit. Yeah, it in her, looks like, like her
1: intestines are like over her lungs.
0: It's very odd.
1: And I'm like, what the fuck is that supposed to be? Yeah, and they're like not super concerned. They're like, yeah, let's check her blood work. Yeah,
0: let's do a blood test. And then this is the creepy, no joke. This scene has to be at least, at least fifteen twenty minutes long, from start to finish of him having her undress. And then there's all the like really creepy silhouette stuff, like that alludes that he's like definitely enjoying watching her get undressed in the silhouette. Mm -hmm. And then she comes out in her underwear and like a nightgown, and he immediately disrobes her. And then spends
1: forever
0: with the stethoscope. like Just, like,
1: going up and down her body, like, with foreplay, essentially. Yeah, and, like... Um, that she didn't sign up for. And I'm like, any ladies, like, if you've ever had an exam like that, uh, do not go back to that doctor. That yeah. is not what exams are. Like, I, like, looked at Ryan, just heads up. That's not what they're like. I'm never topless.
0: Yeah, B was like, I was less exposed giving birth. <laughs>
1: yeah, legitimately. Uh, <laughs> I have, was more covered up. I mean, like, my vagina was out there, but... That's seemed worse. <laughs>
0: um, and, like, the whole time there's this also weird drunk guy watching through the window. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's just, like, really, really bad and, like, just, like, so obviously about, like, let's get her breasts in here. Yeah. Which was...
1: No, it was super overt and very, like, exploitative and, like, the icky kind of, like, nudity. Yeah. It's where you're uncomfortable.
0: Right. And it, like, just drags, too. Because, like, B said, like, we understand the plot, but it's just, like...
1: Yeah, there's a part where he, like, moves her hair so that then they have to, like, focus on, like, her nipple. And I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. This is, like, it genuinely, like, somebody's fucking jacking off to this. Like, it's fucking disgusting. Yeah,
0: and he, like has the stethoscope and her like near her stomach and he's yeah. like going up or something stum- but like right near her panty line. It's like it's so uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh and like that like, I so,
1: legit thought he was gonna like rape her. I was like, alright, is there gonna be like a rape in this movie? Like
0: I thought he was at least going to like do something very sexually pervasive and like not okay.
1: I mean, that wasn't okay. No, that
0: wasn't, but like that even was more, a form of sexual yeah. assault. Oh absolutely, yes. It was like I was I expecting to be even more explicit. Oh yeah, like, I was expecting under yeah, same, or, like, yeah, same. It's it's not good. And mm-hmm. like so and it's just like B said, like there's it has nothing to do with the plot. It drags the movie down. It like, does like so much because in between all these, like kind of like actual decent kills and a loose framework of a plot, like there's just, like that's the most exploitative of it. Yeah. But the rest of it is just so slow and boring. It's constantly them like being like, we have to do more tasks and taking her into different rooms and her being like, I'm not crazy and like, what's yeah. going wrong with me and, and like, then these
1: random old women wandering yeah, around it's and like, so weird. They end up being like the heroes of the film in the end. They, they
0: essentially save her life. Yeah. Yeah. It's so. After a while of all this weird stuff happening, like, they put her in a room with these old women and then we get, like, another spree of kills. Um, Two of the nurses are killed pretty much Uh, back-to-back. Nurse Susie is stabbed and shoved into a closet. She was the one who was writing the report out and he replaces the report. Then the doctor comes and gets it, and then after the doctor leaves, the other nurse comes back and finds the body. She runs out to get help, and she is Strangled with a stetho, the stethoscope. She's the one that's put into a wheelchair and like, nah, shoved then he just into a room. Her into another I, room. I was like, was that a room or a stairwell? <laughs> like, yeah, because it seems like a stairwell a little bit. At this point, Jack finally wakes up and realizes it's been like I don't know eight hours since his <laughs> girlfriend has gone into the fucking hospital. So he goes in like find her, and also all this stuff is so weird too because like he goes in and, and she's like, let's go, and he's like, oh, like okay, and she's like. He's like, don't you need to check out? She's like, I never even checked in. And then the doctors forced her to stay. Yeah. Which I'm like 99% sure is fucking illegal.
1: I mean, maybe in the 80s you could. I don't know, You can't now unless... Well, you can if... They fear, honor. like, yeah. a risk to your life, right? But that's, like, self-inflicted. Right. So. Um,
0: it was very bizarre. And so they tell him he can sit in this room while they're doing these things. Like, they have to run more tests on her. So while he's waiting, this is the killer lures him in doing his creepy ASMR. Um, just, like, asking all these weird questions. And um, he, like, sets him up. There's, like, the... the uh curtains that she changed behind earlier he has set up one of the the nurse's body in the chair so he thinks there's someone behind it and he finds the nurse and then he is like come from behind and killed with a bone saw and it's weird too because this kill is like way less gory than a lot of the other kills have been even though the weapon itself is much more um like could be intentionally way more violent um like, cause it does flash outside of the curtain, and we just get some blood spurts on the curtain. Um, then we get a another nurse that is stabbed with a needle this time. Um, like this is kind of like everything, like the climax of the movie is happening. So, like while, um, Susan is trying to escape from the hospital, like she, well, the killer does leave Jack's head in a, a box at it at her bedside, and this is when the doctors start to think that she's like something is mentally unstable because she's like there's a box like with his head and they open it and it's a cake and of course the three women that were in the room with her happened to be gone at the time that it happened so they're all like oh, okay something's like wrong with you and then the killer really starts going like on his final ta- like spree at the end um he kills the nurse with a needle he kills the doctor like the mustache doctor he stabs him from, um from behind she like
1: how that's what how i called him
0: the mustache doctor yeah he stabs him from behind Which is a pretty cool kill. Um, Like with like, it's also a bone saw. It's just not a a, like a circular bone saw. Um, It's more like a a stabby bone saw. saw. Yeah, and then um, he does manage to like get her strapped down to a gurney. And he brings her up to a room, and this is where those three old women come in. He's, like, about to kill her, and they, like, come in, and they're, like, they're, like, Dr. Jacobs, is that you? And he's, like, huh? And, like, while that happens, she manages to grab a knife and stab him and escape, and that allows for her to, like, get to her final, like, there's this weird, like, The whole how he got lit on fire thing is pretty sudden, too. Like, they're kind of just, like, scuffling around, and she manages to light him on fire. And then the movie ending is so abrupt because she, like, runs out of the hospital. After he's fallen off the roof, it's daytime now. She runs out of the hospital, and her ex-husband and daughter are there, and they, like, hug. And that's it. And And the end credits roll up over that.
1: Oh, but speaking of bone saws, I have, like, a really small tangent that I need to see in a horror movie. Do you know why the chainsaw was invented? No. For childbirth
0: that's terrifying yeah
1: so they used to like if the baby was stuck they would saw your pelvis bone and like to help get the baby out and so they a doctor invented a saw that could move to make it quicker and more effective at sawing your bones during childbirth cool yeah fun fact also, read about that recently so also, i need to see slash not see that in a horror movie yeah i don't ever want to see that in a horror movie but
0: also speaking of bone saws bone saw is ready hey show, i got you for three minutes that's three
1: minutes of playtime.
0: time i had to do it
1: i wish you could see his face <laughs> and hand movements that went along with that
0: if you don't know that's from
1: no that's... don't tell him
0: fine you need to find out what that's from
1: yeah look it up if you don't know you don't
0: know. Um, you don't know. You probably you probably do. Some of you do. Our final girl, is Susan Jeremy. Um, she's not the worst. She manages to like yeah, fight she's for fine. herself. Yeah. Um, she like
1: She's like, Yeah, I gotta get out of here. Like, what's going on? She stuck around for a little bit too long. But, yeah, you know. She definitely let the doctors fine. like
0: do some weird things. Yeah, to her. she should have
1: spoke up, um when like, every doctor was treating her, like, really fucking shady.
0: Yeah. And I do the find it... The way she acts it... at the end of the movie is how she act- should have acted the whole time. Yeah. Because at the end, she's like, no, fuck you. She yeah. totally takes, like, control of her own, like, what she's doing, but that's not until way too late in the movie.
1: And I also find it interesting that she... her original doctor is a female doctor. hmm And, like, they make a note of that. Oh,
0: yeah. They yeah. They definitely do. Yeah. I thought that was... That's why I think a lot of it, I'm like, okay, I kind of see what the director was going for yeah. here. Yeah. But also, he trying was trying to show that any of these guys
1: it. could be these like men who are obsessed. This man who was obsessed with her, yeah. but then he got a little exploitative with it. Um, yeah, but for a, a final, final woman, she's definitely not a girl. Um, she was good,
0: yeah, she's yeah. fine. She doesn't have a lot of character arc. No, we know. don't know anything about her, no. Um, but you know, she, I think she does a decent job at least fighting for herself and at the end there. Um, favorite kill?
1: Um, probably the acid bath kill. Cause it's just freaking not, ex- like, wasn't expecting it. It was quick. Um, and it's like where I felt like the killer was the creepiest when he was having this sort of like outburst oh, yeah. of aggression and they showed it really well, not only in the bath, but then the after of his mm-hmm. face all bubbled. Um, I think they did a really good job with it.
0: I'm going to go with Dr. Jacobs being stabbed. It just set the tone, kind yeah. of. And it was like a good kickoff. I yeah. thought like the kid on the hanger thing was. Surprising. I mean, it was surprising because it's a, a kid. kid uh, yeah, it's a kid, but it was also kind of like implausible. And I was like,
1: eh. And, and don't you find it funny that we're less like affected by it because it was another kid? Like, yeah, if isn't that the weird? killer if would have killed adult, him, we would have been like, that's fucked up. I can't yeah, believe he killed that kid, but it was because it was another kid. That's
0: interesting. Yeah. And th- that's happened in other movies too, like Alice, Sweet Alice. Yeah, uh, and and in prom night, right? Don't they kill? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah,
1: they hmm. kill the girl in the beginning.
0: That is a hmm. That is a very interesting thing I've never thought of before. Uh, no position in the horror landscape.
1: Absolutely none.
0: I we it, know about this movie because Brennan, <laughs> like, yeah,
1: uh, it's and
0: um classic material has mentioned it to us before too. Yeah, he
1: mentioned it just recently, and I was like, oh yeah, it's on my list of Valentine's Day slashers. My list of four movies, um, and so I was like, yep, that's the one. We'll watch it
0: um and we're gonna be a little early on valentine's day
1: yes i am but... going to be gone um yeah we
0: have crazy schedules like we're, yeah i'm out of town and then pretty much as soon as i get back b is out of town yeah
1: so and so we're having to try and like coordinate things so this is going up but like this will give you some time to watch the movie and then be able to take a listen and get yourself in the v-day spirit but yeah i'll be I'll be out of town.
0: Yeah, it's on Prime, by the way, so you can't yes. find it on Prime. Um, it has a super generic like cover. It's literally just like, and it's a "Doorway." It's called "X-Ray," but you'll notice because it says 1981 and mm-hmm. it has like the the general plot. Um, so, if you're a first time listener, you um, just so you know, we list we have a ranking of all of our movies that we go over at keepstreamy.com slash the dash list um, and it is kind of. A systematic ranking of how we think movies, how they stack up as a slasher film. Um, And if you're not a first-time listener, you already know that, and you follow along. Our number one, proud, proud number one other Valentine's Day movie, My Bloody Valentine, 1981, I think two years running now um, at number one, or damn close to it. Um, And then at the bottom of the list, we have April Fool's Day, Girls' Night Out, Cry Wolf. Um, And those are number 55, 54, 53. So this will be the 56th slasher movie that we've covered. Holy shit! We're over halfway to hundred. Yep. Damn.
1: That's how math works.
0: Thank you. You're
1: welcome. Just here to remind you that.
0: Yeah. Um. Boy, there are parts of this I like. I think the killer is effective.
1: Killer's effective. I mean, we have a serviceable final girl. She doesn't have an arc. No. We we get zero information about her. Yeah. Um.
0: We get a. We do get a flash forward. Like, yeah,
1: we get a flash forward. But it's
0: pretty much pointless.
1: Yeah. I mean, it serves the plot as kind of in the fact that he's obsessed with her. But that's never really explained. Yeah. We don't ever really know, like how if this is just happenstance she takes off his mask she's like Harry and he's like it's Harold remember and then (laughs) and
0: then the strangest flashback ever where it's just like those two lines repeated over and over again she's like Harry Harry, it's Harold remember it's Harold remember Harry 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 it's Harold remember I was like what the fuck is happening well yeah
1: and like she saw him as a doctor like unmasked earlier in the film yeah
0: and didn't recognize and didn't
1: recognize him but then now she does recognize him like it didn't really make it any sense and so it definitely falters in that dynamic for sure and then the fact that we don't have we have a plot the plot is harold wants to kill her and is changing her medical records Mm -hmm. so that she's forced to stay get admitted into the hospital so he has an opportunity to kill her and then the other people he kills are just people getting in his way that's the plot. There's literally nothing else that happens in the movie. We get no other information. Oh, yeah. um, and so it's hard to, um, you know, judge it. Because well, it does it's... work as a slasher film, is in the fact that, like, it has kills. They're, like, themed to not only, like, the hospital, but also, like, has some Valentine's Day vibes in there.
0: Well, that's why I'm looking at, like, Terror Train like yeah. area because like yeah it does work as a general overall like slasher like terror train does the same thing
1: mm-hmm.
0: um i'd say the kills are actually better than terror train yeah kills and terror train suck yeah um but like i still think like the plot like and our killer is cool so yeah. that's why like deep red and curtains kind of work around there but like even blood rage has a more serviceable plot and like i at least i think blood rage is a little more fun the problem with this too is like like we said it's The longest 89 minutes ever. Oh, my God. Like, it drags so much. Yeah, it drags
1: so much. And, like,
0: slashers just shouldn't do that either. Like, the – like, how slashers work, like, their formula is, like –
1: When you're not killing, you're getting development on your character. Exactly,
0: and it falters so much there, especially since, like, even though it has a decent body count, there's so much not killing because they they burn through the body count so fast. It's, like – boring 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 three people are dead
1: yeah but boring, he could boring, have killed boring, the old boring, boring, ladies like there are so many other characters that were there that could have been killed but instead time was taken up to
0: sexualize her to like,
1: sexualize her and show doctors being confused about her chart.
0: right which is where i think it fails and then also just a bad score Like yeah. a really bad score um so that's why i'm looking at like curtains terror train deep red but I, I don't think it's better than curtains or deep red
1: Okay, but then, like, I don't think it's a better movie, but does it work better as a slasher?
0: I'd say it works about as well as Blood Rage. Because it's, like, just as ridiculous as a premise. Like, Blood Rage is just that, like, really silly beginning, too, with the two brothers. Yeah. Um, And then also, like, we have a plot. No, I think
1: Blood Rage is a better slasher, even yeah like i think it fits the formula better
0: so then we're looking at like deep red with
1: better effects but yeah when we look at like a giallo and then i still whatever the fuck say, curtains is <laughs>
0: i would say it's as a slasher it works better than curtains but it's still not as good as deep red because deep red at least gives us like an
1: like, interesting whodunit
0: it's an interesting whodunit the score is wonderful
1: oh,
0: yeah. um and the kills are really good yeah and like it has like whereas this does have like cool kills which helps it in a cool killer like i think those things also exist in deep red so i would put it after deep or yeah after deep red before curtains you did it again i did B it he's been trying to spell hospital
1: massacre <laughs> with two s's the whole day. <laughs> I, i'm so i'm like telling massacre. right i'm like i don't get it i've never tried to spell hospital with two <laughs> s's in my life and i think it's because it's falling following massacre with the two s's that i'm just already ahead of myself hi hi um I mean, I'm typing it in, so it's final. It's going to be after Deep Red and before Curtains. And only, like, I genuinely really like Curtains as a movie. I do, too. Um, And I think what it but- does as a slasher works, but there's so much that just, like, falls apart in that film. Yeah. And has segments that are super cool but that's, as a film th- it doesn't make any sense i've it always like work
0: <laughs> i've always said like it'd be fascinating to go over our list and like rank it as favorites as opposed to like slasher yeah formula because we'll they would be at so different maybe I look we'll do at that things, when we get to 100 yeah that'd be cool because
1: we'll there's so many
0: things list. too that like when you get down to favorites like i mean like but like that's why things are so different too because like the Carpenter is always going to be one of my favorites because of the circumstance.
1: Yeah, of how we watched it. Yeah, it's not a very good slasher movie. Yeah,
0: no, not at all. Or it's even like, like two
1: people die in that movie. Yeah,
0: but it's so weird, you know. Or like, I don't know. Yeah, it would be very interesting to just see. Um, I think a lot of the top would stay the same. It's those mid-sections and the, kind of the bottom. Because... Well,
1: yeah. The middle, like we were saying last episode with Iced, it's it's not like a wash, but it's pretty interchangeable, mm-hmm. um, where I think a lot of these, it's going to depend on...
0: I fucking forgot we watched Home Sweet at Home. <laughs> we've watched some weird oh, movies. Oh, yeah.
1: I was just thinking about that, because I was like, yeah, we've kind of been on some stint, I mean, of some weird-ass 80s movies.
0: Yeah, we have. Um, I mean...
1: Iced was good.
0: We did 2019, you know, with Black Christmas, so... Yeah. Yeah, Iced was good. I I ended up liking that a lot more.
1: Yeah, I I was surprised. Huh. Anyways, um... But yeah, Home Sweet Home, that was a... That was an interesting film. Yes.
0: That's on YouTube if you guys want to watch it. Go back and listen to that episode. Um, This is going up the day it's supposed to, just late. So sorry about that, guys. Um, And then we will have... Two more episodes in February as per schedule. I don't know what they're going to be because we pretty much tapped out Valentine's Day movies.
1: Yeah. So we'll watch. We'll get out of the 80s. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Maybe we should go. It's been a while since we've done 70s. Yeah.
1: Maybe we'll go farther back.
0: Yeah. Time for that. Yeah. We'll take a look because it's been a long time since we've done something from the 70s. Maybe we'll do Halloween. Just kidding. We won't. <laughs> but. Um, JK, JK. Yeah. But we'll be back in two weeks. And until then, keep screaming.